and with the same line of thought krishna is going to further give some more details on how we need to perform our actions so in today's session let's begin with verse number 8 and uh, yes nina mata ji can unmute yourself and please repeat this shloka niyatam kuru karmatvam कर्म ज्यामण शरीर ये न प्रसिद्धेद कर्मण निर्मत्व कर्म ज्यामण शरीर ये न प्रसिद्धेद कर्मण ट्रांसलेशन परफॉर्म योर प्रिस्क्राइब ड्यूटी for doing so is better than not working one cannot even maintain one's physical body without work thank you mother so here this is a very interesting shloka and here krishna is saying that niyatam kuru karmatvam So Krishna here is talking about niyatam karma. What is niyatam karma? Let's understand this. So niyatam, Prabhupada translates this as prescribe, prescribe duty. Niyatam karma means prescribe duty. So what is prescribe duty? What do we know or understand about prescribe duty? So. it's very important to know what is niyatam karma for us niyatam karma means certain default inclinations that we all have by our past karmas see when we all take birth based on our past karmas we have acquired a certain guna when we take birth we come with certain default inclination just like when you open your computer there are certain default programs that get started automatically so similarly there are certain def- default inclination each one of us have when we take birth and knowing and understanding these default inclinations is extremely important in society and that's why krishna being the supreme creator he has created there is something called as varna varna ashrama so there are four varnas and four ashramas so krishna when he creates this world he also creates this world in such a way that there is perfect law and order there is perfect system so in the society krishna has given us this varna system what are the four varnas 
फोर ब्राह्मणा क्षत्रिया वैश्य एंड शूद्र सो दिस दिस इज अ वेरी साइंटिफिक प्रोसेस एंड द साइंटिफिक वे ऑफ डिवाइडिंग द सोसाइटी सो दैट देर इज पीस इन द सोसाइटी कृष्णा सेज इन द भगवदगीता चातुर्वर्ण मया सृष्टम गुणकर्म विभाग so this creation of chaturvarna is actually coming from krishna so anything that comes from krishna is perfect anything that comes from krishna is all beneficial but unfortunately when we don't take krishna's instruction and we try to do our own thing that is when there is a lot of chaos in the society and that's exactly what happening today because we don't follow the system given by krishna this varnashrama system there is so much of problem why because we need to understand what is this varna referred to very beautifully in the scripture it is said that these four varnas are very scientific just like when you take this whole body this human body there are different parts so brahmana refers to the head region of the body the kshatriyas they refer to the arms of the body and the vaishyas the business class they refer to the belly of the body and the shudras the working class they refer to the legs of the body so now all of them are important right each one of them is important we cannot say that oh i want the head i don't want the leg i don't want the belly each one of them is important but the most important of all these different parts is the head because if you chop off the head then the whole body collapses right and that's exactly what's happening today in the society there is no head part there are no brahmanas and because there are no brahmanas the whole society is collapsing because there is no one to direct the direction for the body comes from the head when the direction is not coming then the body becomes useless it becomes paralyzed and today's society is paralyzed because there are no intellectual class of people who are trying to direct this society it's all hodgepodge so that's why this is a very scientific process we should know and we should try to take this varnashrama system and reintroduce this varnashrama system back into the society in fact prabhupas says that 50% of my work is undone it's because i have not still created this varnashrama system it was a very strong intense desire of prabhupas that he wanted to establish varnashrama system because he knows once people fit into this varnashrama system then there will be wonderful things happening in the society the purusha shukta also this is very beautifully explained it is said that brahmano o mukamasi bahu rajanya kritah प्रिया now a brahmana should not be a brahmana just because he wants to eat a lot of things he should also do patana patana yajana yajana 
दान प्रतिग्रह ब्राह्मणिकल कल्चर and what is this brahmanical cultural referring to it is referring to the head the mukhamasi it refers to the mouth of the lord vishnu then bahu rajanya kritah all the kshatriyas they are represented by the lord arms right uru tat asyad vaishyah uru means the belly region the belly region of the lord is represented by the vaishya the business class they maintain the society and then padhyagam shudro ajayata which means that the lord's foot the lord's legs are represented by the shudras all of them are extremely important everybody is important but the head region is the most important we need a lot of brahmanas in the society but now in today's culture in today's time and age we have seen it has completely collapsed in fact there is no varnashrama system after the british rule this whole varnashrama system took another very ugly phase which is called today's caste system so this caste system was introduced and this was completely misunderstood varnashrama um, and uh, today we see that this uh, uh, caste system has come about not based on a person's guna default inclination but by birthright somebody is born in a brahmana family he becomes a brahmana somebody is just born in a kshatriya family he is called a kshatriya so this is not the way that we divide the society and if you carefully observe even today the society has this four varnas it is not a caste system please understand you go to any part of the world you will find this four class of people you go to america you will find brahmanas there are intellectuals there philosophers there there are kshatriyas there are people who are administrators and uh, there are a lot of uh, uh, there is a huge army and there is also business class of people and there is also the working class of people so these four classes of people are existing in each and every part of the world it's just that it has to be organized in a nice way and that's why it will be called as daivavarnashrama daiva varnashrama means it is not simply dividing the society into brahmana kshatriya vaishya shudra but it is dividing based on bhakti bhakti to lord vishnu that is called daiva varnashrama and prabhu pad has this intense desire so there is a a small attempt uh, that we are trying to do in mayapur where mayapur is one place where we want to create at least one village which is nicely Uh, following the varnashrama system as given by krishna in the scripture so it is very extremely important now because of no niyatam karma what is happening is there is no proper education so what's happening is when children are born children are born with certain inclination but then they are sent to schools and then uh, the teachers don't identify their natural inclination neither the parents they try to understand the natural inclination of the child so each child is just going and writing exams and and trying to uh, take up some degree and finally get a job so what's happening is a child has a default inclination for painting but he he ends up becoming a software engineer he wants to become a lawyer he wants to become an administrator but then he is asked to take orders from someone else so what's happening is there's a conflict 
when there is a mismatch between a person's guna and a person's karma it will create havoc in the society it's a very disturbing situation and people no matter how much money they earn they are dissatisfied because there is no match between their inclinations and the work they do and that's the conflict so people cannot become happy so that is why our varnashrama system was very beautifully scientifically designed so that everybody remains very happy but you see today's politicians although they take up the position of kshatriya kshatriya what does it mean kshatriya kshatrayate iti kshatriya one who gives protection to the praja is actually called raja a raja is supposed to protect the praja right but then today kshatriyas forget about protecting they are actually looting the people looting the praja so they are not called the raja the politicians are totally screwed up so they are not the kshatriyas and then similarly with the brahmanas the brahmanas are neither trained neither they have the power to direct the kshatriyas see earlier the kshatriyas were actually directed by the brahmanas but today that system is not there the kshatriyas the politicians are just doing things as whimsically as they want to do there is no proper direction coming from the brahmanas because brahmanas are the one who know the welfare of the society so although they don't directly rule the society but they direct the kshatriyas but that system is collapsed today unfortunately but in vedic times the vedic people were very very happy and contented why because they had that dignity of labor but today people don't have that dignity of labor it's all about transactions it's all about give and take it's not about following your passions it's not about what you love to do but in vedic times people did what they really love to do and also they had a certain passion and that inclination was nicely fanned but that system is not there today so unfortunate right so we should do our niyatam karma and when we try to do something which is not our niyatam karma then it's a waste of time it's a waste of resource there's a very beautiful story that comes in mahabharata there was this very uh, great sage called jajali muni so this jajali muni had done a lot of tapasya and when uh, once he finished his tapasya he was sitting under a tree and then he sees that there are these two birds a male bird and a female bird which start hovering above his head and they start picking up some straws and they try to make a nest above his head because he had those matted hair so they found it very comfortable and cozy to stay upon his head so jatali muni thought oh these birds are taking shelter of my head so why not give them certain shelter so he stood like a tree and these birds they started staying on top of his head and time passed by then there were chicks the small birdlings or whatever you call them so the eggs were hatched and then the birdlings came out and all that happening on top of his head can you imagine and jadri muni he is so uh, careful not to disturb them he is standing all the time over there without disturbing anyone 
and it went on time passed by and it was quite some time it was almost about uh, a year a more than a year that he was standing like a tree and then finally the birdlings they grew up and then they flew away and then the male bird and the female bird they also flew away and now this jadavi muni was thinking oh i'm such a great tapasvi he had that pride in him that yes i did so good thing for this bird and just then when he was thinking like that the same bird who were actually staying on top of him they came and told jadavi muni that you are not a great person you know the great person is there in kashi his name is tuladhara he is much better than you in performing their own duties now the jadavi muni was uh, shocked to hear this he was already having that pride of his own tapasya but the very same bird that telling that he is not better but there is someone else who is much better than him so now he was enraged and he was thinking that i should go and meet this person tuladhara and understand how can this person be greater than me and that is how this tuladhara this jadavi uh, muni he goes to kashi and then he finds this tuladhara this tuladhara moment he sees jadavi muni he very nicely welcomes him and uh, talks to him very nicely and then jadavi muni was surprised hey, how do you know that i was coming then tuladhara says yes the bird told me that you are going to come oh is it so then jadavi muni says the bird told me that you are much better than me in performing duties and then tuladhara says that how he is just a simple vendor a vegetable vendor so he says that anybody who comes to me whether it is a grown up child uh, uh, a small child uh, anybody a businessman a woman or anybody who comes and takes any vegetable from me i do it with niyatam karmaha i do it with very minimal profit just as much as i need for maintaining my body and i don't take anything extra from them and i don't cheat anybody i do my karma like this and i am doing this since long time and then oh if that is so then how do you become greater than me and then tuladhara explains to jadavi muni he says that muni you are a brahmana and as a brahmana you are supposed to do brahmanical things you spent more than a year standing like a tree which you could have actually used for gaining a lot of knowledge and done even more tapasya but you were standing like a tree i am doing my work as a vaishya very nicely but you as a brahmana failed to do so you did not understand that if you were not there the birds would have still found another tree and they would have built their nest but you simply wasted your time a valuable time in the brahmanical body you see so we have to be very careful when we try to do certain things of course compassion is important we need to show compassion but it is not like if jadavi muni was not there the birds wouldn't have found any other place to stay and build their nest they could have still found another tree but jadavi muni out of his pride for his tapasya he stood there like a tree so a brahmana is not supposed to do that you see so similarly now the question is to all of you what is your default inclination 
Have you identified your default inclination? It's extremely difficult to do something which is not as per your inclination, your guna. Right? So have you ever tried that, uh, at least try to know that what is your default inclination and are you doing that? Because when I was working, uh, I worked very briefly for LG Electronics before I joined the temple. But there you see, it was so difficult for me to work there and uh, the kind of work pressure and uh, the kind of thing, of course I did not leave for work pressure alone, but just the overall system, the corporate life is such, it's so draining. I mean it really drains you out. You can't work uh, on and on with people who are so greedy and uh, uh, they are so self-centered and you are surrounded by them, you just cannot live with them. It's so difficult. And they are having a different uh, passion altogether. So then that was one uh, a major force, a reason why I thought that no, this is something that is not in line with my guna and karma. I have to do something. And uh, I had to do what my passion was. And my passion was to serve the mission of Prabhupada. And I'm here today with all of you. You see? So, Similarly, have you identified now your inclinations? If not, then it's the right time to know what is your inclination and at least the rest of your life you can try to practice and do work as per your inclination and that way you will be satisfied. Otherwise there is a mismatch. Right? Especially Dave, because since he's quite young, he should identify his inclination, and I hope uh, he identifies it quickly. He should know what is his natural default inclination. Yes, actually, if we carefully observe, it is possible to identify our varana. You know, the best way. Actually, there are multiple ways in which uh, the varanas can be defined. One thing is by astrology. See, when a person is born and a child is born, uh, in the Jata Karma, in the Kundali, you know, there is a process of understanding the Varna. The Varna is given along with your uh, other Nakshatra and other uh, uh, Rashi and other things. There is also the description of Varna. That is one way of knowing as per your astrological calculation to understand and know our Varna. Second thing is, uh, another way is to find out based on what you do in your free time, in your leisure time. So if you carefully observe and be little thoughtful about your activities during your leisure time. So let me give you an example. A person in his leisure time, if he is reading a lot of books, he is trying to gain a lot of knowledge, he is uh, wanting to know certain bigger aspects of life, then, since he's using his leisure time for all these things, his natural inclination is he's a Brahmana. He's an intellectual class. And on the other hand, if there is someone in his leisure time, he is uh, heavily walking out and he's uh, taking care of his body, he's uh, trying to practice some archery or he's trying to practice, uh, you know. Uh, some fighting skills, of course, in today's time, there is no one who will try to find out that. But then, 
she tries to understand the, the administrative things that are happening in the world, how the world is running, how politicians are working. If he is having certain inclination towards that, then he is a Shatriya class. And at the same time, there are people who use their leisure time for increasing their wealth. They are constantly thinking how to increase and manage the wealth. And uh, here we have Achyodhanji. He can guide people there who want to increase their wealth. So as a financial uh, guru, he can help people to increase their wealth. So there are people who are constantly thinking, how can I invest? How can I do this? How can I do that and increase my wealth? So they are the Vaishya class of people. And if people are using their leisure time just for fun, who are either frustrated and they are bored and doing nothing, they are lazy and they are just sleeping, then they are Shudra Klasa. And in Kali Yuga, it is said that everyone by default is a Shudra. By default is a Shudra. So we have to acquire the other qualities. So now the important thing is, please identify your Varana. Try to see what do you do in your leisure time. It's extremely important. Very, very important. Because that will keep you happy, but if you simply do what the society is imposing on you, then you will not be driven by your passion, you will be driven by people's passion. And that conflict will uh, give you, keep you dissatisfied. So, please identify your varna, it's extremely important. Okay, so now with this uh, briefly uh, discussing about Varnashrama, we are definitely going to discuss more about Varnashrama in the future because uh, we will try to practically see how this Varnashrama is scientific process and we can have a very nice comparative analysis of Varnashrama, a uh, communist kind of uh, ruling and also the socialist kind of uh, ruling. So we will understand Varnashrama system from different angles and you will see that Varnashrama will always have a top uh, upper hand and uh, we will understand how Varnashrama impacts economy, we will understand how uh, Varnashrama impacts the social life, uh, we will understand how uh, Varnashrama affects the defense system of the country, how Varnashrama also deals with the social problems and many more things like that. So Varnashrama is a very scientific process. So, we will see and understand this more uh, as we go forward in our discussion. Okay, so yes, now Krishna when he is talking about uh, doing karma, he is also talking also about uh, how to perform karma here and Sharira Yatra Pichate, he is saying that even to maintain this material body, we need to work. It's not that simply uh, I sit quiet and uh, everything will be provided to me. No, even to maintain this body, I have to work just like the uh, the king of the jungle, lion. It's not that, oh, I'm the king of the jungle, the rabbit will come and fall in my mouth. No, although he is the king of the jungle, he has to go and hunt and find his food, right? So, just like that, we need to work. But now, there are people who think that work is on and on. And I am doing work, I am getting all the results. So, this is called karmavar. Karmavar means it's my actions and my results, everything is revolving around me. I have to sustain myself, I have to work. 
there is another class of people who are called daivavad daivavad means oh let me not work anyway whatever is there in our karma in our fate that will come so why should i work let me not work so this is uh, daivavad everything depending on uh, the higher uh, nature the destiny so both are extreme karmavad and daivavad both are extreme we need to balance we need to do karma at the same time we need to depend on higher forces i had given this example earlier of uh, the farmer the farmer does his karma by sowing the seed but at the same time he still has to depend on the rain rains are not in his control right and also kala time it's not that the seed is sown and the rains come and next day he will get the crops he has to wait the time is there so similarly karma vada and daiva vada both are extreme we need to have a balance between both of them right so now the question may come to all of you prabhu ji all right we have to do this work but krishna is saying that you have to work but you have to not get attached to the results but if i am not going to get the results of my action then where are the results going to whom should i give this result the question may come right कि हम तो कर्म कर रहे हैं बट कर्म का फल जो है वो उनको नहीं लेना है बट फल जो आएगा तो किसको देना है हाँ तो फल का जो फल है कर्म का वी हैव टू गिव इट टू समन टू हूम यू टू गिव दैट इज बाय कृष्णा इन द नेक्स्ट वर्ड लेट्स सी व्हाट कृष्णा वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट वर्ड तो अच्युतन जी अनम्यूट योर कर्मणोन्यत्र लोको यम कर्म बंधन तदर्थम कर्म कौंतेय मुक्त संगस्तमाचर लोको यम कर्म बंधन तदर्थम कर्म कौंतेय मुक्त संगस्तमाचर translation work done as sacrifice for vishnu has to be performed otherwise work causes bondage in this material world therefore o son of kunti perform your prescribed duties for his satisfaction and in that way you will always remain free from bondage thank you so this is a very interesting formula and secret that krishna is sharing krishna is sharing a secret of how we can become unentangled by the reaction of our karma and how is that possible yagnatha karmano nyatra we need to perform 
our actions for performing yajna so in the upanishadic language yajna also refers to vishnu yajno vai vishnu it is said that yajna is directly vishnu himself there is no difference between this word yajna and vishnu very important to understand that means when we perform our actions we have to perform actions for vishnu yajna means voluntarily you are taking sacrifice you are taking up some sacrifice that is yajna so when you sacrifice the results of your actions for vishnu that is called yajna and by performing this yajna what will happen then you will become free from the bondage when you do your activities for the satisfaction of vishnu yajna then there is no bondage but the same action when you perform for your own sense gratification then there is a problem you will get bound more and more so without sacrifice it will bind you but when you sacrifice then it is liberating you it will give you more and more liberation from the bondage i will give you some very important example here please listen to this very carefully for example now there is a person who is a devotee now for example kina mata ji is cooking every day but now she is cooking because she wants to please krishna so now there is a nice vegetable biryani that you like and you are cooking that vegetable biryani not just for your own self gratification but now you are thinking oh let me today offer this vegetable biryani to krishna there is another person who is your neighbor who is also preparing vegetable biryani but their idea is their intention is let me enjoy vegetable biryani today i will have a nice taste of vegetable biryani so now what's happening is the action if you see externally sheena mata ji and the neighbor both of them are actually preparing the vegetable biryani so externally the action is the same but the intentions are different one is to please krishna another is to please themselves right so you see cooking itself can become an yajna cooking itself is a act of sacrifice cooking itself is such a nice process of bhakti you see and then it similarly getting ready for example every day you are getting ready now one thing is when you get ready you may think that yes i will go to the temple and when krishna looks at me with this nice tilak and nice dress so krishna will be pleased when i nicely beautifully get decorated krishna will be pleased by this but there is another person who dresses and does a lot of makeup and everything else not to please krishna but to please the mundane people of this world and get some cheap adoration from these people so you see the intentions are different even getting ready so similarly there is a person who is giving a class for example now 
If I think that oh, let me give this session. I know a little bit of Bhagavad Gita, and uh, when I speak a lot of Bhagavad Gita and chant some shlokas, people will think that oh yes, I am a very great person. If I am doing with this intention, then it is a wrong thing. It is not yagna. But now, if I think that yes, I am doing this session because Krishna will be pleased, Prabhupada will be pleased. When I think in that way and I do this, then okay, so this becomes yagna. Similarly, a person is a singer, a very good singer, but he sings not to glorify the Lord, but he's singing to glorify some mundane people and get some cheap adoration from people. Then that is not yagna. You see, externally, the actions can be same. Lot of people do lot of things which are externally same, but internally intentions matter. And Krishna is more interested in the intentions. And not simply your externals, because that is what he wants. Your bhava, he looks at your bhava, your devotion, your bhakti, and that is when, when Krishna notices that bhakti in you, your intentions, he will free you from the bondage of the reactions of the world. Now, when people are cooking outside and eating for themselves, it is binding them more and more. There is lot of karmic reactions there, but when you do it for Krishna as yagna. Then there is liberation. What a wonderful process, isn't it? This a secret. If you are really serious about spiritual life and you want to become free, then this is an amazing secret that Krishna is sharing. He is saying that realign your intentions. What a wonderful thing it is. I mean, this is a kind of reinforcement for me. I am thinking now, okay, in a day I am doing so many actions, but how many are really intended towards pleasing Krishna? I have to realign myself more and more. You see, it's extremely important. But now, if you think that okay, let me not do this work because it is boring. Let me not do this work because it's going to bring lot of a bad effect and it is not pleasing. Then, by not doing your prescribed duty, niyatam karma, that itself will create another reaction. So it's not that. Only when you perform action, there is reaction. But when you are supposed to do some action and you don't do, for that also there is a reaction. There is a, there was this Rakta Bhija Sura, a very uh, dangerous uh, Asura, Rakta Bhija Sura. So his blood had a special potency. Wherever one drop of his blood falls onto the ground. That drop of blood will create many thousands of many more asuras. That was a special potency that he had. Rakta Bija Asura. So what happens is when you want to avoid one karma, that will give rise to another many karmas. So we should do our prescribed duty without fail. Extremely important. And when you do like that, when you perform yagna, you will become liberated not after death, even while living in this world. As you are living this your own very uh, life as Vinoji, as Rachitanji, as Dev, you will start experiencing bliss, that liberation right here within this lifetime. You will not get bound. Just like you know, sometimes when uh, the Prime Minister of India he comes to your city, uh, all the roads are unblocked for him. The traffic and everything is stopped. 
for the prime minister and he goes smoothly and very swiftly you must have seen sometimes the ministers come everything is on still right why the prime minister is given so much of importance why there is no restrictions of traffic laws on him why because he has taken a certain bigger responsibility for all of us right he is serving the nation so that's why the traffic laws do not apply to him but similarly if i try to do that same thing and i try to break the traffic light the signal i will be caught and i'll be fined so same principle here also when you are doing actions for the pleasure of krishna you are actually transacting you are doing transactions at a spiritual level at a higher level and that's why they don't bind you so why transact in an ordinary material way why not transact in a transcendental way to please krishna so very beautiful uh, explanation and secret that krishna is saying that this is a sure shot way of uh, becoming free by performing our own prescribed duty right so this is what krishna is explaining in this ninth word so let's uh, understand what is he going to say in the third word that is today's third word and that is 3.10 dev you can unmute yourself and let's chant this shloka together sah yagna praja shrishtva puro vacha prajapati अनेन प्रसविष्यमुना प्रजाशिष्व पुरोवाच प्रजापति जनरेशॉड along with sacrifices for vishnu and bless them by saying be thou happy by this yagna sacrifice because its performance will bestow upon you all desirable things Translation difference there, but anyway, all right. Thank you so much. So Krishna is saying that here in this word, sahayagna prajashristva purova japrajapatihi. So prajapatihi also refers to Brahma because Brahma is the secondary creator of this new earth. what do i mean by secondary creator just before starting this session hinamata ji had a question that 
about Vishnu. So, Garbodakshai Vishnu is the primary cause of this creation, and then from Garbodakshai Vishnu, his navel, the Hiranyagarbha, comes the lotus flower from which emanates the Brahma, the four-headed Brahma. So this four-headed Brahma, Chaturmukhi Brahma, it is by his tapasya, by pleasing Lord Vishnu, he gets this transcendental knowledge within his heart. The very first shloka of the Srimad Bhagavatam says this, that how Brahma receives knowledge within his heart from Lord Vishnu. So Brahma receives this knowledge from within his heart and then Brahma says, Oh my Lord, this is bewildering. Please don't give me this responsibility. Can you imagine the Brahma is the topmost? It is the topmost position in this whole material universe. And Brahma is saying, My Lord, I don't want to be the creator because this creation is a big headache. I mean, I cannot take care of this whole thing. I mean, it's beyond my capacity. Brahma is saying this. And here we are trying to master and control everything in our surroundings. But Brahma is saying, I cannot manage. I cannot create. Then Vishnu says, don't worry, I am there. I'll be there for you. But you take this advantage of service. Do this as a service to me. And all the strength and knowledge will come to you. So, then Brahma becomes the Prajapati. So one way some Acharyas have said that in this particular shloka when Prajapati is mentioned it refers to Brahma. But it is also important to know that this Prajapati actually refers to Vishnu. Because Vishnu is the primary Prajapati. He is the primary creator of everything that exists. Right? So Pati. Very interesting word. Pati means one who is the creator of everything, one who can control everything. It is said, Vedishya Sarvair Ahameva Vedya. Krishna is going to say that. And also the Vedas say, Patim Vishwasyameshwaram. Which means that Vishnu is the ultimate cause, is the ultimate supreme pati of everybody, including us. He is the only enjoyer. And Shukadev Goswami in Srimad Bhagavatam has very beautifully explained one sloka describing Pati. He says that Shriya Patir, Yagna Pati, Prajapatir, Dhyam Patir, Loka Patir, Dhara Pati, Patir Gatish Chandaka, Vrishni Satvatam, Prasidata Me Bhagavan Sadam Pati. So you see, so nicely in a rhyming way. Uh, Shukadeva Goswami is saying that how Lord Vishnu is the Pati, controller of all the worlds and all the living entities. And when you do your actions for this Pati, Supreme Pati of everyone, then you can fulfill your desires. Why people are doing Yagnas, you know? People do Yagnas because they can fulfill their desires. Every desire. Ishta Kama Dukh. In this verse it is said, Yeshot Swam Ishta Kama Dukh. If you want to fulfill your desires, then you have to perform Yajna. Like uh, 
दशरथ महाराज ही परफॉर्म पुत्र कामेश्वरी यज्ञ when he performed that yagna he got rama and all the other four sons all the three sons along with rama then there used to be ashwak ashwamedha yagna there used to be rajasurya yagna yudhishthira maharaj performed so there are so many different yagna any time you have any specific desires then you can perform the yagna like for example when uh, uh, in krishna leela Uh, when they wanted rain, the Brajavasis wanted rain. They wanted to perform yagna for Indra. So there are so many yagnas mentioned in the scriptures for specific desires. We have so many desires and specific desires. There is a specific yagna to satisfy a particular uh, uh, devata, and you will get. But now, just like there are yagnas which can fulfill your desires, there used to be uh, fulfilling, wish fulfilling trees. Wish fulfilling cows like Kamadenu. Vishishta Muni had Kamadenu, Nandini. Uh, Jamadagni Muni had Kamadenu. Even uh, he had wish fulfilling cow. And then there used to be Kalpariksha. Kalpariksha generally coconut trees these days are called Kalpariksha, but actual Kalpariksha are there in the spiritual world. So just like that, Yagna is also wish fulfilling. It gives you everything that you desire. So you have to perform yagna. How do we perform yagna? <laughs> It's a big question, right? We are not brahmanas. Even if there are brahmanas, we call some people and try to do. Then there is so much of money involved. First of all, the right kind of ingredients that we need are not available. In fact, yagnas cannot be performed in this kali yuga. The kind of yagnas that were done in trita yuga. Because yagna means so much of ghee is required. Do we have so much of ghee? We don't have so much of ghee today. Because we are killing animals, we are killing cows. So yagna means so much of ghee is required, and so many other paraphernalia is required, which we don't get. And even if we get all the items, we don't have qualified brahmanas. Because earlier brahmanas were so qualified just by chanting of the mantras, they used to ignite the fire. They never used any matchsticks and then ignite the fire like today's brahmanas. You know, when they want to do some yagna, they will take matchstick and then they will do like the yagna uh, uh, fire. But that's not the case today. You know, in earlier Trita Yuga, the brahmanas just by chanting the mantras, they used to perform so many beautiful yagnas. So we don't have qualified brahmanas. So what do we do? Krishna is saying to perform yagna, but what do we do to perform yagna? That's why he is so merciful. Our shastras are Krishna is so merciful. He said that in Kali Yuga you can also perform yagna. And what is yagna for you? The yagna is Nama Sankirtana, Sankirtan yagna, Japa yagna. That's the most easiest way of performing yagna. What to do? Just vibrate your tongue and chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So simple. Japa Yagna. Shrimad Bhagavatam says Krishna Valanam, Vishak Krishnam, Sango Pangastra Parshadam, Yagnai Sankirtana Prayer, Yajanti Hi Sumedha Saha. Yajanti Hi Sumedha Saha. In Kali Yuga, 
anybody who is chanting this hare krishna mahamantra he is sumedasaha he is the most intelligent person so all of you are very intelligent people because you are chanting hare krishna just see this is the topmost yagna what more than this we want just chant hare krishna mantra every single day by doing so you are doing your yagna and if you can do 16 rounds every single day as prescribed by the acharya what an amazing thing it is everything you will get chanting is our kamaduk chanting is very very wish fulfilling it is chintamani that's why it's called nama chintamani nama chintamani krishna chaitanya rasa vigraha purna shuddho nitya mukto abhinnatva nama naminah so it is purna shuddho nitya mukto it will make you completely purified and it will mukta it will liberate you so wonderful So please, if you have not already started chanting, please start chanting every single day seriously because this is your idna. Kali Yuga, there is no other way, and it cannot be simpler than this. It cannot be simpler than chanting. Just vibrate your tongue and chant the holy name, and it can be done in a fun way. You know, it is so nice that you can do sankirtan in a very nice way. Japa yagna is one thing, but sankirtan is with a musical instrument. You sing and you dance. Oh, what a blissful thing it is! Actually, one of my main attraction towards spirituality was sankirtan, and just being in the sankirtan, singing and dancing with the devotees, I think that was my hook. More than anything, I think this was one major reason. which propelled me towards spirituality because music is such a wonderful thing it liberates your mind you know it makes you free and especially when you're chanting hare krishna mantra it's amazing experience sometimes uh, when you get a chance to go to the nearby iskon temples and if there is sankirtan happening just sit there and nicely do sankirtan so If you have any questions, uh, you can please ask me. There is some vendor going by, passing by. I think he's making some noise. All right. Yes, brother. Yes, uh, as much as it is given now in the Bhagavad Gita, the Bhagavad Gita shlokas. If you can practice chanting Bhagavad Gita shlokas, uh, that much will be really more than enough for us. And already in Bhagavad Gita, as it is, Prabhupada has given the word-to-word meaning, and the translations are given, the purports are given. So uh, there was a devotee who asked a very similar question to Prabhupada, and Prabhupada said that. Uh, yes, Sanskrit learning can help, uh, but it is not important. If uh, we have learned Sanskrit from our childhood, 
then yes, it will be really a great asset for us to understand Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam even more in depth. But it is also not very necessary because if you have to invest a lot of time now to learn Sanskrit, uh, it is not recommended. I will definitely not recommend. Even Prabhupada is not recommended. The main thing is you can understand from the devotees the practical application of what the shlokas are saying. If you can understand the practical application of Bhagavad Gita and start imbibing those qualities and instructions in your life, that is what makes a lot of difference. Because there are so many great scholars. I'm telling you, Mataji, just few, uh, I think a couple of years back, uh, both Aradhana and I, we had gone to Udupi to attend a conference. And this conference was uh, was all about big, big scholars coming and speaking on different aspects of philosophy and many things related to our culture. And there are a lot of great topics they talk about. But there are so many people who speak in Sanskrit, but then they really do not understand the essence of the Bhagavad Gita. They speak Sanskrit, their way of speaking, the mode of communication is Sanskrit, but they do not understand the, the motives, the intentions of Krishna. So just becoming a Pandita in Sanskrit will not really help if you become a devotee of Krishna is what really matters. So I think it is important that we can understand Sanskrit to whatever best capacity you can, but do not overburden yourself and think that, oh yeah, I don't know Sanskrit, so I will not be able to understand the scriptures. No, it is okay, it's perfectly fine. Just by listening to Prabhupada uh, lectures and reading Prabhupada's books, whatever little Sanskrit you know, that is more than enough and I have not attended any Sanskrit classes uh, neither have uh, studied Sanskrit in my school whatever little Sanskrit I know it's all by reading Prabhupada's books and I'm just repeating what Prabhupada says and this should be more than enough yes so let's see if there are any more questions so Vinodji is asking, can we do the 16 jap any time of the day? Absolutely, this uh, 16 mala, it will take about at least 2 hours. You know, when we chant, it takes about 1 hour 45 minutes at least, minimum. So if you take 2 hours, ideally it is uh, done in the morning because that's the Brahma Murata time and uh, you are spiritually quite active during the morning daytime, the Brahma Murata time. So you can try to do that, but then if you are not able to do it at stretch, two hours, then you can break it in parts. You can do it four rounds, four rounds, four rounds, or you can do it in eight rounds and second half again you can do eight rounds. So as per your convenience you can do it, but yes, if you can come to the stage of chanting 16 rounds every single day, nothing like that, it's amazing. And you can see the kind of that spiritual energy, that potency flowing within you, especially when you do it at a stretch, early morning, that experience is beautiful. I have shared that audio file of Prabhupada, where Prabhupada is chanting with the background music. You can just play that, you can just uh, chant along with Prabhupada for one and a half hour or two hours, whatever time permits, then that will be an amazing thing. It's a great investment that you can do. But 16 rounds, if you can come to that state, amazing. Gradually you can increase. This month you can chant two rounds, 
next month you can increase two more rounds and chant four rounds so like that gradually over a period of time maybe say one year you can come to the stage of chanting 16 rounds so that will be really very nice consistently chanting this year so prabhupada says if anybody chants 16 rounds i will take him back to home back to god prabhupada says that and he says that if anybody doesn't chant 16 rounds then he is not even a human being minimum 16 rounds is very important but to gradually now start with one round and then increase your rounds as time goes very important and you can do it anytime during the day absolutely no problem in fact you can chant even without taking bath see that's the potency of this uh, mahamantra if you can take bath well and good but if you are not able to take bath then you can still chant hari krishna mantra there is no desha kala patra no such restrictions on the hari krishna mantra absolutely no and then they is asking uh, can i chant the mantra while studying which means my focus will not be completely on the mantra i mean you can listen to the mantra while you are studying if you want to but you cannot be chanting the mantra and then study because uh, it will not be really helpful for you Uh, you not be focused you should give exclusive time to krishna if uh, i invite you home and then i really don't give you exclusive time i'm busy doing my own studies or if i'm busy doing my cooking and uh, you have come and then i don't give you any time then you will feel bad as a guest so when you are chanting hari krishna mantra the krishna abhinnatva namanamina the name the sound krishna and krishna is not different so krishna is actually coming to you is dancing on your tongue so at that time if you are giving your attention to your studies or you are giving attention to something else then uh, krishna will not like it he is coming as a guest he is also a person krishna is a supreme person he has feelings so you should give exclusive time to krishna but yes after giving that exclusive time any additional thing like while cooking you can chant while studying uh, or maybe anything else that you are doing you can keep chanting krishna thing that is additional thing but exclusive time in a day you should give when i say exclusive time it means chanting on the mala chanting on the beats very important yes yes you can you can take any comfortable position either you can sit uh, on the floor you can sit on the chair or you can even walk and do it so japa can be done uh, without any such uh, inconveniences to your body so feel comfortable in whatever way you can and then you can chant main thing of chanting is hearing the sound vibration listening to your own sound vibration of hari krishna mantra is the most important aspect of chanting chant and hear chant and hear now it really doesn't matter whether you are walking or sitting what really matters is how much of that mantra is being taken inside through your ears that's the most important because when the sound vibration enters through the ears it will start acting on the heart and the mind both it will purify both the mind and the heart so that's why hearing is the most important thing attentively hearing the sound now it's a big sign uh, now it may just sound uh, very simple but this yagna although very simple 
there are a lot of technicalities involved which we will discuss again going forward because uh, it is krishna coming to you i mean you have to be uh, so careful and you have to be uh, paying full attention to krishna if prime minister modi comes to your home i mean by the time he enters your home and by the time he leaves you are so focused you are taking care of every single detail every move you are noticing because you know what can i do next what i can do next you know you are so careful because you know his importance right when he did, when he needs water when he needs milk when can i give him something to eat when he needs the the uh, the napkin to wash his uh, wipe his hands all these details you take care because you are fully focused So similarly, Krishna is the prime minister of the whole universe. You are chanting, and he's coming. So all these details are there. We will discuss going forward in uh, in depth so that we can understand this chanting process. So big fan, big fan. So thank you so much once again, all of you, and uh, keep chanting and uh, do your egna every single day.